Welcome to episode three of DC Station Union, First World Anguish. It's May 2016. Melissa is schmoozing at an after-work fundraiser in a large bar in Foggy Bottom. Ruth approaches. Melissa, hi. Are you back in DC or in spring break? Spring break was last month. Guess who I spent it with? Who? No! Randy and I spent a few days skiing in Killington. I figured it worked for Jack. Why not me? Wow, like this happens so fast. I knew I was special to him when he painted my portrait. He paints? Yeah. My mom said his portrait of me is a spitting image of her mother. Wait, he's met your folks already? No, but he will at the end of my fellowship in Boston next month. I emailed my mom the picture. Here. Ruth, I thought I'd run into Melissa, but not you. Hi, I was just telling Melissa. I got serious with that guy down there. Who? Randy Wasser from the party in February. We spent time bonding in Killington last month. Fabulous. I'm glad I could be of assistance. I guess Melissa had a hand in the success, too. Randy and I never caught on, but I'm glad you did. So I'm the only single one here. How's your wedding going? Our wedding planner has been a gift from heaven. We're still looking at August for a party in D.C. We'll rent out a place. Where did you settle on a honeymoon? Our wedding planner decided on the south of France for us. We hadn't even thought of it, but she found a great travel package and it's perfect. How's life? New job, new D.C. dating dud. Tell us. Well, I got recruited to... No, the guy? We may be workaholics, but we're still all romantics at heart. Great on the outside, nice, but nothing going on in that way. Oh, he doesn't connect emotionally or sexually? I mean, that's all the same to me. I'll put it as a utilitarian metaphor. Is this problem a lack of electricity or a lack of good plumbing equipment? Lack of both utilities. The utility he had was gas. The third date is just too early to fart out loud. Oh, well, we'll keep looking. This is the most educated city in America. We'll find you a guy. Not that that's elitist or anything. Remember what the bartender told us? College educated is just a metaphor. Would you date a woman who didn't go to college? If I say yes, you'll call me a chauvinist control freak. If I say no, you'll call me an elitist snob. Are you like this with your fiancé? You pick these extreme intellectual poles to frame things. Guys, we talked about this before. There is no such thing as bigotry when it comes to love and sexual attraction. True, true. What about your new job? So I moved from the Fracking Trade Association to a boutique lobby firm. We represent LNG, um, liquid natural gas interests, and we have European clients. So I get to travel. Nice. I'm sure you're meeting new people. Yes, and fun people. I'm already sucked into some new social circles. D.C. is run by a cabal of Ivy League men. Actually, this town's run by a bunch of mediocre bureaucrats from Strayer University of Phoenix. Any men? There's some hot guys, but I don't want to hook up with them. You don't want to hook up with them, or you don't want to have hooked up with them? Yeah, the second one. The old past-perfect perspective keeps out... You know, some awkward situations in an incestuous company town like this. Certainly. But you know what the best part of the job was? 
As part of the offer, they advanced me $3,000 for new clothes. I have to fit in in European salons as if I don't scream American. Wow. But people in D.C. don't really dress like that. Even Boston has more style. I know, right? Clothing certainly isn't how D.C. people show off status. It's more bragging about how powerful your boss is. In Boston, it's how many degrees you have. In New York, it's clothes. And what train you take home. And here, too. Uh, I don't think so. This city is gentrifying so fast, you can make up your own name for a neighborhood and people will think it's cool. <laughs> well, truth be told, someone in Boston knew about my old hood, East Noma. I was like, thanks for defining that for me. People aren't into where you live. This town's about passion. People come here for passion. Hence, you know, where you work and what you do isn't so bad. Speaking of which, how's work? Same gig. The passion is melting. Look, I did email your resume to Harry Martin, but I never heard back. Thanks. That's all I can ask. I could ask when the next gala is, unless that's burning too much personal capital with them. Look, Jack, if the appropriate context comes up for that introduction, I will let you know. Okay, okay. I'm actually heading out the luxury box at the Nats game, the first act in the bachelor party. Where is the main event? Newport in three weeks. Anyway, I'll send you guys invitations to our party here. Good to see you two. You too. See ya. Bye. Like I said last time, I hate the whole passing the resume game in D.C. I want to help him out, but he's really one-dimensional and, frankly, a dime a dozen in this town. I don't want to get so bought into D.C. that I can't make a career change or a location change. Well, everyone got a chance to be noticed from someone, sometime. Okay, so Randy, like, how did you two hit it off? Um, same values. We both like community service. He can be a little snarky, but he's a teddy bear. But he makes me laugh. Huh, he never made me laugh. Well, Melissa, maybe I have a sense of humor that vibes with his. I was just curious. I am genuinely happy for the two of you. I'm just using Randy as a baseline that we both know. How did you make it click with this guy? Any guy. He went so far, so fast. Who we are, when we met, the context of what? Who we are, when we met, the context of why we met. Upon meeting him, I felt I could trust him on the whole. And from there, I was comfortable talking to him. It's the magic dust that is chemistry. I just keep putting myself out there. You know, personally, I never felt comfortable with numbers games. On the other extreme of paying for... Oops. You know, personally, I never felt comfortable with numbers games or the other extreme of paying for a matchmaker. I think if you find a community of friends who are good people on the up and up, good things will happen. People like you will find romantic connections and... People like Jack will get job leads. Ruth, I think we talked about this back at Union Station at Christmas. If you connected social links in D.C., I would look like O'Hare Airport on a hub map, but I'm nowhere. Oh, stop. It's like that waiter in Union Station said. The best things will happen when you are at your best. Aw, best to you and Randy. You might beat Jack and Anna to the altar at your pace. Stay tuned for Episode 4, The Capital Quake where we'll hear about Melissa's new exciting boyfriend and Jack's big move.